sides of the coin. This week, I'm yelling extra loud for Nicholas. Turn your volume <laughs> down. It's all about expos again. This time we go to Los Angeles. And we talk about a really, really cool idea. First time this has ever been done, as far as I know, anywhere at an expo or outside an expo. A private guided tour given by a member of KISS. And of course, day seven, book held hostage. News <laughs> at 11. <laughs> this is going to be like the Iran. Iran I was going to say, put your yellow like... ribbons around your old oak trees. <laughs> yeah, guys, support me. Put a ribbon around a tree. <laughs> This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. I am one of your three co-hosts and bullpen member. One bullpen. Michael Branvold, Tommy Summers, Mark Cicchini. Woo-hoo. How you guys doing? Well, how are you today? Exceptional. Awesome. Exceptional, exceptional. Mm-hmm. We have had a phenomenal response to our Robert Conti episode that just went live today. Another, as many fans are saying, it's over the fence. Another home run episode. Yeah, it's amazing because it, we're giving them what they really, really want, which is that minutia. And, you know, just I think it's worth saying that we're always about that. But you also have to keep in mind that when you do a show every week, we're coming up with different topics, but you don't always find that many people like Robert or like Dennis. It it takes a while to get people booked, and it takes a while to find the right guests. So just stick with us. Well, you know, and we don't do a lot of guest research. And by a lot, don't do a lot, I mean that much guest research, (laughs) other than we get the three of us in a chat window and go, hey, would this guy be cool? And somebody says, sure, go for it. And then we reach out and say, do you guy, you want to be a guest on the show? And they're like, yeah, I'd love to. And that's the extent of it. And we don't, we sort of sit here and go, okay, well, they were involved in this or that. They could probably have something cool to talk about. And uh, it isn't until they get on with us that they've either, like, Dennis or Robert where they just are warm and open up to everything and the stories are just flowing out that all we have to sort of sit back is keep them steering straight and listen for that interesting tidbit that we want to get a little more clarification on that's that's what we do so you know we don't know up front that someone's for sure going to be great well let's be honest too the three of us when we have these private chats it's always, do you, would you think that would be interesting? Yeah. It always comes from the three of us. Like, you know, this this would be interesting. As a KISS it, fan, it, would you want to hear yeah, from this guy? Exactly. That's really the, the heart of it, if you want to be honest. We never have to talk one another into a guest. We all like, hey, that would be cool. Or We've also mm-hmm. had people where we're always like, nah. Yeah, doesn't. Said, yeah. And it's yeah, nothing about it's... them personally. We're just like, yeah. I mean, and, and, and listen, I'll be the first to actually admit this. Um, Dennis was somebody that initially I was sort of like, ah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, yeah, he worked with Kiss, but I don't know if he would be a, a super awesome guest. And because I've known Dennis, Jesus, for decades, decades. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he sent me my Creatures of the Night tour book. 
Um, and it just finally got around to, okay, let's put Dennis on and boom. You know, it's one of those where it's like, geez, why didn't we have him on three years ago? I have a question. What? How long did it take him to send you that tour book from the time he told you he was going to do it? <laughs> I didn't even see that one coming. That was good. I got a fucking I am from Alan Day. <laughs> I'm like, nope, still here. <laughs> Tommy, didn't he swear? And when we recorded last week, he was leaving oh, yeah. to go ship it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Our new guest this week is awesome. What'd you guys think of the interview? Well, no, I got a couple of comments. <laughs> oh, so anyway, anyway, I mean, you know, we 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 put this show on basically as like, do we think as a Kiss fan it would be interesting discussion? And, you know, I think we all have our wish list of who we would love to have interviews with. I get this question. I've been getting this question asked a lot more frequently now. Who would you love to have? You know, my number one, Michael James Jackson. Love to have. Not going to happen. We've, we have, um, we've researched it. We've put the feelers out. And the word coming back is that he doesn't want to discuss do kiss interviews but i'd love to have that maybe that'll change i think Vinny would be awesome just because we pull him out of hiding but that's no i'd be happy to talk with meredith (laughs) (laughs) well neither of them are we know are gonna happen um i'll tell you one that that's always been on the back burner for me peggy tamarkin mm-hmm Mm-hmm. That'd be good. She's yeah. she's basically the copywriter for Kiss throughout the seventies. She um did the copywriting for the um evolution of Kiss, the book in Alive Two. She did the real story, the the paperback mm-hmm. book that came out. She was um uh what's his name? Bob Steele from the Kiss Army yep. newsletter. That was her doing all those writings. Um, I think she would be somebody cool from that side of the Kiss world, the person writing the stories. You know, we had we've talked about music, we've talked about artwork. It'd be great to get a copywriter, the the wordsmith. Um, I don't yes. know. How about you guys? Who's on your wish list? I the one I don't want I actually don't want to indulge it because I've been trying to get this person on for a while and uh, I've made a, some few inroads so I'm not going to say I don't want to. Okay. Wanna Anybody try. else besides that person? Uh, Michael James Jackson. That would be much like you. Um, for two reasons. One, do you guys remember? Because this is the geek in me. Do you guys remember the little article in Cream? And this is this is to show just how fucked up the rock world thought the elder was. There's a little tiny article in Cream from early '82 that said basically says hold whatever, hold your horses or whatever. Kiss is now going to be recorded after the elder was a flop. Now they're being recorded by Michael Jackson. I think I remember and, that. Yes, and I remember. Yep being horrified when i read that i'm like yeah what are they do-? now keep in mind this is before creatures 
They did the pop stuff. They did the other. You're thinking, okay, now now this building is completely collapsing. That's how I felt. I, d- I didn't feel I really- that, but I was I, I literally was confused. I'm like, is this the same Michael Jackson? It just I, said didn't, Michael- I didn't assume it was, but I was just like, oh, wait a second. Why would Michael Jackson be producing Kiss? Or is this the and same I, guy? And I want to be crystal clear. I love Michael Jackson's music. I... Look, Jackson 5, that's great. My point is, that's not who I wanted working with Kiss. <laughs> that's all. That's my right. point. It's not that he's not one of, not was one of the greatest musician, you know, musical minds ever. It's just that that's oil and water. I mean, I didn't want that. And at the time, again, that was after the pop experiment, after the concept. I was like, what the fuck are they going to do now? A dance record? I mean, that's how fucked up the Kiss world was back then. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that's the way they wrote that. They meant you to believe it was that Michael. Basically, I'm going to try and find it because uh, in some of my old creams, that was a uh, that was a weird moment, man. And uh, I remember like it was yesterday when I read it. I was like, oh, what are they doing now? You know. Tommy, so, yeah. How about, how about you? Um, well, the God, there's the list is too long to mention. Uh, but I'm working on some, but I don't feel like I'll jinx it. Um, I'd like to have one of the guys on from Blackberry Smoke. Um, Tom Kiefer from Cinderella. We're working on that one. Um, and then I'd love to have Anthony Zerb on, which I know that that's not going to happen. And that's just a short list, but I could go on for about 30 minutes. Of people uh-huh. I'd like to have. Will? No, uh, I, but you know we got to bring Will back every once in a while, just because uh, you know it's Will. So, People so by, by the way, have we heard, have you heard anything from Will after the Dennis episode? You know, I haven't, but I haven't been around. I was out last week, as you know, in Vegas, or just a couple of days ago, and before that, just busy making my transition. I switched brokerages to a new firm, so real estate stuff has been totally taking over yeah well when you get a chance you know. we need we need to get a follow-up on what will's response was to dennis absolutely i'll be happy to do that and he's uh, not coming couple... live on the air to give that response we just want you to convey no videotape it or something yeah um <laughs> he had I, his 15 I have... minutes of fame absolutely in his pop-up dick <laughs> whatever i uh i have a couple comments i want to yeah, read. go for it okay uh to piggyback off of what you said earlier about the response on the latest um, episode, everyone seems to love it as well because of the minutia. Um, thank you for everybody always for every week when you put up all of these different um, posts. We greatly appreciate it. Like Mark said, we read each and every one, and this one really stuck with me this week. This is from Richard Kruger off of the Facebook page underneath the new episode. It says, I work evenings in California, so I watch you when I get up Tuesday on YouTube throughout uh, my iBox app. You guys really inspire the day. It was heartbreaking to what happens sometimes in the vaults. I would like to hear the tapes from Unmasked. Like the Elder, it's a bit offbeat from a kit from Kiss, but as time has passed, it's a great place to visit. Thank you and keep up the great work. Um, and then the other one was uh, let me see, where is it here? Oh, <laughs> Uh, death of a mailman this is off of youtube and this kind of drives the point home to what mark was making from the episode that story about the hank williams acetate made me sick i also want to know that that 
and this has to be clarified, acetates are like the test pressings for the vinyl. So if they're destroying an acetate, they still have the master tape. The, the, the acetate is, is, a, is a usually just only a one-sided record. And it's to test how it's going to sound on a, you know, it, on a it, record. It's, it's often the very first pressing that, that is sent so, out to people who have to prove it. I mean, a small number of people, right. managers, band, record label, they drop the needle, they spin it, they go, it sounds great, it's approved. Then that is manufactured in mass quantities. Mm-hmm. And they are normally handwritten. There's no label per se. Right, they're white. There could be a label that's Casablanca. It's almost always white. If I was downstairs, which I'm not, I'd go run. I have a bunch of them. Um, I don't believe you. Yeah, I'm not running. Not, not with this foot today. So um, they're. It's a regular record label, and it's usually handwritten in pen, like the time that this was pressed, the artist name, and what the song is. Yeah. Correct. It's it's all written in pen. So if somebody was destroying those acetates to a record collector, that, you know that's like spitting on the Bible. Mm-hmm. But um, it's 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 not destroying the master recording. So no, that's, no. That's but but like you said, to a record collector, I mean, at least for me personally, to find a acetate slash test pressing, that's like finding a holy grail. Because you know there's very, very, very few copies of an acetate test pressing. I mean, as in there could be less than one hand that exists of a test pressing. So, yeah, right. that hurts. And, and depending on the test pressing, it could be a different mix. Um, I have a couple of different pre released and i'll just give one of them out and uh i have a pre-release of the of police with an alternate mix and that's why people but that's why these are coveted because people are always hopeful that the acetate will be slightly different like when they were talking about when robert was talking about the paul stanley albums and the songs and have a hard ending anything different that's what Mm -hmm. people are looking for correct i was i just want to make sure that they test this. That's why it's called the test pressing, the acetate. They press it, and, you know, the ones that usually make it to the record fairs or whatever you want to call them, nine times out of ten, they're the, they're the same version you have on your record. This just happened to be the first time it was put on vinyl. But sometimes you get lucky, and that's how come right. you got to, you know, if you're a big record collector, you buy an acetate, you may have, you know, lightning in a bottle. You may have it totally different mix and also too normally when you buy an acetate at least me as a fan i'd buy one on a song that i know backwards and forwards upside down because i want to play it and be able to hear if maybe the bass is louder than the normal one or it's got extra vocals or you know stuff like that That, that's what makes it exciting buying an acetate right so So. before we move into this week's special guest we've been kind of promising for a couple weeks and Mark is going to give us, I don't know, I wouldn't, is it a recap is the right way, but he's going to talk about the Japan Kiss Expo. He got his, his, his goodie bag. He got, uh, you know, he heard back from everybody. I mean, uh, talk to us post Kiss Expo in Japan. How, what was that like for you? 
really cool. And guys, um, as Tommy and Michael know, today we had some sad news from the Kiss World. Oh yes, before I want to we dedicate get... this. I just I want to dedicate this, not Spencer's crap, to John Morris, a friend of mine from Chicago. Uh, I've known John for many, many, many years. Uh, we had, geez, I can't even tell you how many Kiss conversations we had over the years. And it was funny. I just looked. Um, because I found out when I right before the show started, I got a couple of friends of mine's like, "Man, did you hear about John?" And I'm like, "What?" I said, "I haven't been on Facebook all day. I had a crazy day at work." And I looked, and I'm like, "Son of a gun!" So I went and I looked because we we I am all the time, and just you know what? This is I I'm I'll uh, me uh, let me pull it up. It's it's this is just the kind of guy that uh, that John was. You find it here. Uh, uh, one, the one thing I always remembered about John is on Facebook he spelt his name backwards. Yes. Out of the blue, John sends this to me on November 30th. This just you know less than a week ago. Mark, you rock. You really make the three side show. Um, and you're whatever he says, your, your compassion for the band can't be matched except I'm trying, although I'm trying laugh out loud. He, he always used to say to me, I want to be as big a kiss fan as you. And it was a running joke. You know what I mean? I I've known John for a long, long time. John, I think this past summer did like, I don't know, six to 10, maybe, maybe even more meet and greets. He could just not get enough man. Had a beautiful daughter, took her everywhere. Um, just, a, just a great guy, and um, he unfortunately died in a, in a, in a, in a car accident. Um, I think earlier today, I gotta admit, it kind of shook me up. Like I said, someone that I talk to at least once or twice a week, he's always sending me, you know, something he's crazy. I mean, in, in, a, in a funny, good way. He's always asked me these off-the-wall kiss questions, and they ask me, uh, you know, he's really always looking for kiss merchandise. And, and here's what a great guy he was. I remember just out of the blue, he's like, Mark, I was searching Craig, Craigslist in Detroit for kiss stuff. Like, you know, he interested. I mean, he's like, he's like looking for stuff for me to, I, that's the kind of guy he was. So really cool guy. So, so yeah. uh, just this, this is for you, man. Anyways, this is what I sent. This is what I sent them in Japan. They sent my, they sent my jacket back. And in time. Good thing it showed up in time for the, the uh, convention. Hey, Gene's going. F you, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> that Tommy sure is mean. <laughs> Carry this on with me. Um, this is actually, believe it or not, a toilet paper dispenser. Can you take it out of the plastic? I know the answer. No. <laughs> it's just there's no kiss stuff on the plastic. Just take it out. It's a toilet paper dispenser. What's going to break? Oh man. Yeah, and he's Jesus. not. And he's not saying. He's not saying. Tommy is mean. He's saying, "Quit rubbing your balls <laughs> on me, Mark." <laughs> Oh, God. I think I've never <laughs> signed a contract. <laughs> okay, now um, I'm having a, there's, there's horrible glare. 
I know. know. That's this plastic just glares. I know. I know. It's terrible. Too bad you're on that. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. Deal with it, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> the Kiss calendar, and inside this are a bunch of tongues. Yeah, we can cool. really tell. Yeah. Okay. How do you know there's tongues in there? Because. Um, <laughs> because. <laughs> this is for a, a pass from the Gene Simmons meet and greet. Kind of cool. This look, this. Another. That's another one from Gene Simmons meet and greet. This is the stuff that she sent me extras, so that was kind of cool. Um, you gonna send Tommy any of the extras? Does he want them? Well, no. just because by the time you get the book sent, you might as well throw something extra in. It's <laughs> like as a thank you for the wait. <laughs> like they give you extra fries when they don't get your burger out to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. He's... Why do I do this show again? I don't know. I don't know. So what is this? Oh, tattoo stickers. Like actual, <laughs> like like on a live two, that kind of tattoo sticker? Or what are you talking about? Like a plastic one for a window? You know, I haven't opened these yet. I think I may be able to open these. Of course you can. It's not a maybe. Yeah. It is possible. Really... To op- it's a possible to open everything. You know, I'm not. Oh, forget it. This is too much. <laughs> God. How much Mark loves you guys. Seriously. Sealed shirts with all the passes. How cool is this? I don't know. Can't see a damn thing. What what is it? See this is a shirt. There's the tag. Oh, a shirt. Okay. I mean all kidding aside, it's hard to see. Okay. Uh It's got all passes on it. That's the Japan passes? Yes, all Japan passes. Um this is a shirt with all of Paul's paintings of the original forearm. Oh, nice. Okay. Kind of cool. Um, this is just an Expo t-shirt. It's this t-shirt. Just got the this Expo. Um, this is kind of cool. I don't, think, I don't know if you guys can see this too well. Nope. You're, you're exactly right. We can't see it well at all. I can see it says Kiss Expo Tokyo 2016. You see that? Yeah, but we're suffering through your internet connection. You had a crappy and internet connection, which which reminds me, did you see the? And I I never get people's names, but somebody made a comment about our our bit about the Kiss modem, where yeah, the, even if Mark did get a Kiss modem, he'd never use it because he wouldn't take it out of the box. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> It's so true. It is. I'm lying. Well, there's there's more. There's more. There's you. <laughs> oh God, we love each other. And just you know, we do we do this all the time, all week long. This is mild. Like, yeah. yeah. This We're is the PG rated version. Yeah. Yes, it certainly is. So what's that? Me, a bag? Tommy, certainly are never running for office. No. <laughs> what is no. that? A bag? A shirt? A sleeping bag? bag? What? It's a bag. Oh, like a it's handbag? It's a bag like the, in a bag. Kiss thing last summer? A bag in a bag. Look, if I can open this thing without ripping the pack. Is it's it like the red thing? Plastic. It's plastic. There's Hold no on. Kiss, like, 
pipe sticker on the plastic. Just rip it. No. There's no value to the plastic wrap. None. If this is ripping, oh, you're lucky it's not. Because if it was, I'm not, I'm not opening it anymore. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's open. You want me to take it out or not? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, guys. What is it? I want, is it, I want, an, a... I want a groveling apology or it's not coming out. For what? What not do you want us to say? sending Tommy his book for months? Grovel. I don't think grovel. Tommy needs to grovel for anything. Okay, I can. I'll just put it right back in the package. Take you the heat, so, brother. You were so close. You were so close. Alan, you need to send Mark another message when you watch this. Ask him where the book is for Tommy. Who's got a grovel? Tommy or Mark? God. I'm stealing right back up. I I want to apologize. You know. Mark would not even, I bet he would never even open up a bag of the Kiss it's air bad. guitar it's strings. Bad. It's resealed. I want, I want, we need to send Mark a package of Kiss air guitar strings to see if I he'll actually open those on the air. All right, where there's more. This is my keychain, which is actually. I want to see him put it on his air guitar. That's nice. It is cool. He would never take his air guitar out of the case. I'm really not sure what these are. Alan, can you tell me what this is? They look like eraser. Alan, don't tell him until he sends Tommy his book. Why don't you, Mark, (laughs) why why don't you draw a picture with one of your kiss pens, open that up, and see if you can erase it? I don't know. They say it's... it's, Like I said, it's it's Chris Farley. I don't speak Japanese, so... (laughs) But they look like erasers. I don't know. They, Ru- they, just they rub them against something like, and see what happens. Look at the back, though. They kind of look like chocolates and stuff, too. I don't know. Take a bite out of one. <laughs> Not opening them. Well, then you will go to your grave wondering what those were. No, I won't. They'll go in the auction. <laughs> look, you know what I'm going to do? I'm opening up this box. I'll do that for you. Okay. Because I already opened it. It's one. a black box with a white <laughs> sticker that says "Kiss" on it. Whoa. Well, if he if he goes before us, Michael, you and I will be at the funeral going. Hmm, these are great chocolates. I can't believe you didn't try them. <laughs> it's ketchup flavored chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty sweet. Oh, that's sweet. It's sweet. It is. Yeah, I did open this. <laughs> so nice. If only your internet connection was good so we could actually see what this looked like. <laughs> it's so freaking blurry. Will you stop? It is. No, no, seriously, he's not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's like a whole bunch of pixels. Did you guys get one of these? Yes, I did. Oh, we, cool. I, I showed it a couple weeks ago when you were off taking a leak one time during the show. Okay. All right, I'm opening this. It doesn't matter because I opened mine and I already paid, flipped through it and showed the pages and. You know this is therapy for him. Let him go. Look at that! How nice is that? 
We'll get to some photos here shortly. Interesting picture of Paul. Great chat. The, the photography on these are is just, you know, just incredible. Yeah, don't Obviously, don't 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 base the quality on Mark's picture here. And, and really, the coolest part, of course, is over here. I'm probably too glary to see, but uh, my name's in it twice. That was uh, a big deal for me. I don't know if you can see it at all, but uh, it was really cool of Hannah to send you your jacket back so expediently. She did. She sent it like super fast. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, she did. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, look at the time. Look at that. See, this is what happens in the plastic. Uh, oh, God, your life is so difficult. Look at this. It ripped now. The piece of plastic ripped. Yeah, the plastic ripped. Oh, it it just lost half its value because the plastic wrapper is ripped. The things I do for this show. Which isn't much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, you know what? There's more, too. Come on. Um, they reprinted these. These were from Gene's original. Although I got to admit, I'm not crazy about when they do this. Because I'm a really big poster collector. Does but it these... say does it say anywhere in little type reprint? No. See that's what they as, should as a, do. As a poster collector, you can just tell that it's there's no yellowing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, but the thing okay. is you you know, not everybody's a poster collector and will know that stuff. It just seems um, like to me they should put a copyright logo in the bottom somewhere so you know it's not. Are you saving it for next week? What? Huh? Well, he just typed. I'm sorry, I know I, my hands are full. We can edit that if we need. Are you saving that for next week? I thought what? that's what you said or, originally. The, the Vegas, Vegas thing. thing? Well, that's up to you guys because I, I wasn't going to do a huge thing. I was just going to make the video. But if you want to save it for next week, we Why can don't do you that. save it for next week because you know, my, my Christmas present to everybody is I won't be on the show next week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do that next week then. Happy holidays, everybody. I won't be here. Everyone will be happy, I think. We're First you it. get kicked we'll... in the nuts, and now you're leaving the show for a week. Exactly. Uh, it'll be the happiest, happiest episode of Three Sides History. We'll see if we can get the bullpen to come in. and. Yeah. I got, I got one more. It's funny because our uh, this may or may not come up in the show. <laughs> I'm uh, foreshadowing here. I have a real one of these, an original Of one. course you do. But uh, this is uh, this is a reprint. Again, these reprints were made right off of Gene's uh, copy. So um, uh, there you go. That's what I got. And I'm so thankful. Um, again, uh, Hannah and Alan, you guys took great care of my jacket. Uh, you sent me some super cool stuff. Um, there's actually more. Um, but uh, that's sorry. Can you show us your jacket? downstairs and the extra stuff they sent me they sent me something really cool um they had a bunch of guitars there from from the band and what they sent me in the box was the display that was that told you in japanese what it was so it was actually a part of the exposition so i thought that was really cool 
I'm glad you got it so quickly. I am too. Hey, don't we have a guest? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sitting here going, Tommy's picture is in HD. And right next to him, I'm looking at Mark's picture. And I swear to God, you're on a 13 baud, 1300 baud modem or something here. You're it's like just, you're in Istanbul. It's like it's snowing and sleeting in your house right now. It's three B, three three beers, and it's good. That's what that means. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I'm drunk watching you. <laughs> All right. Can we move on? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we have a guest this week. It's kind of a a nice tie into what Mark just talked about with the Japan Kiss Expo. We are joined by Derek Christopher, who is putting on the upcoming LA Kiss Expo in January of next year. He's putting on an expo. It's the first time in, geez, I don't know how long that there's been a fan expo in Los Angeles. Peter Chris is the guest. And Derek joins us to talk about putting on his expo, talks about being a fan, and really some cool discussion about what I think is probably the coolest aspect of his whole expo is the private guided tour that Peter's going to give. Nobody's done that. Mm-mm. It's a great idea. Awesome idea. So anyway, Derek Christopher joins us, LA Kiss Expo. Keep it rolling, and we'll catch you when this is over. So you love the show. Go to iTunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks. Hey, Three Sides fans. Today we have a really, really special episode for you. We have Derek Christopher. He is a brave man. He is putting on the 2017 Kiss Expo in L.A., and we're really happy to have him. Derek, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys doing? Great. Fantastic. So, so what What made you want to do this? I was going to say, Mark, why, yeah, why do you say he's a very brave man? Otherwise, a brave man, because I know everyone, you know, I know Peter Arquette and, you know, all the other guys who put these on. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So, Derek, man, you're a brave man taking on all these responsibilities. See, it's a lot of work, but you know what? I mean, this is what I do for a living. I put, I, for the last 15 years, I've been putting on conferences and expos and seminars, you know, around the world. So, that's actually the easy part for me is the logistical part, putting it all together. Um, and you know, I've been a lifelong Kiss fan, and I toyed with the idea of wanting to do a Kiss Expo for for you know uh, many years now, and it just seemed like good timing. And I thought, you know, let's see if I can if I can pull all the pieces together, if I can get the the right people together, um, I'd like to do it. So that's that's really how it came about. I mean, I've been it's been brewing in my mind for a couple of years, um, and I don't think there's been an LA Expo for really the last one. I remember you know Kiss did their convention in I think '95. And then somebody did some convention at a hotel in downtown. I want to say it was before that, a um, couple years before that. But it just seems everything was always on the East Coast. I thought, well, let's try to bring it out to the West Coast and see what happens. Yes. And, and yeah. again, that's another reason why I say you're a brave man. I, it's going to be huge. I hope- LA, LA doesn't have the history that the New York does, but and and that's how come I think it's kind of intriguing that Peter is going to be 
doing what he's doing. Could you please explain to our uh, our listeners and viewers what, what Peter's going to be doing out there? Peter's going to be, you know, he and Gigi have been fantastic. I mean, they've been so cool um, in this whole process. So, you know, until they that- hear that you've been on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it started off that, um, you know, I emailed and I said, you know, hey, I'm thinking about putting together this Kiss Expo and I'd love to have Peter come out and, and you know, sign pictures and do autographs and whatnot. And that sort of got the conversation going. And then it was, well, what if we did sort of a meet and greet? Um, and then they said, you know, maybe we could do it on a, a different day to make it just so not everything is just compacted into one day. So we got the main Kiss Expo on the Saturday, but then Peter's going to do a meet and greet um, with about 75 people on Friday. And, you know, I mentioned to Gigi and I said, you know, I'm putting together a list of what I call Kiss landmarks in L.A., of places that, uh, you know, you know where they recorded Hotter Than Hell, where, you know, Peter stayed at Vincent Price's house when he was recording the solo album. And I said, I'm going to put together this list. I'm going to just put it on the, the, the website because a lot of people are flying in from out of the country. And if maybe, maybe they want to go, you know, check these places out. And she was the one that said, you know, hey, wouldn't it be kind of cool if we, we, we got like a, a touring van, a touring bus, and we went around with Peter and he talked about his memories from these places. And I'm like, shit, that's great. Um, so that's really how it came about. It was just, it started off with just the, the expo, the main kiss expo on Saturday. And then it sort of expanded into these, these other things on, on the Friday and then on the Sunday. So, so Derek, let me, let me ask you just so let's get some of the details out. So the LA kiss expo is, um, January 27th, 28th and 29th. Right. At uh, Raleigh Studios in Hollywood, California. And and you can get anybody interested, you can get all the info you want at LAKissExpo.com. So the the meet and greet is Friday. The expo, as fans know of an expo, is Saturday. Right. And the guided tour is on Sunday. Will Will Peter be at the main expo signing autographs and meeting fans? Yeah, in fact, he'll be there all day long. I mean, literally all day long. So, so what is, what do you get at the meet and greet experience above and beyond what you could get meeting Peter at the expo? Well, the meet and greet is just limited to seventy-five people, so you get a little more time. Um, we include a couple extra autographs that are included in the price. Um, we're going to do sort of a Q and A with Peter. Ignore this. <laughs> Ignore yeah, Tom. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to interview him and then we're going to take some questions. I'm going to put together a little video presentation of of the things that Peter has done. And so it's just and you're also going to get a copy of this. We're going to put together a an L.A. Kiss Expo poster. Um, So you get an autograph poster. So that You know, that's six hours on Friday. So basically, 75 people get to spend six hours with Peter. Yeah. And they're sort of pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. And and. That's a big thing that I found, you know, dealing with with Gigi and Peter is that they don't mind putting the time in. It's like they want to meet the fans. They're so gung ho. And it's so important that that Peter spends time with them, because I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten from people saying, like, Peter's the one member I've yet to meet. And so, you know, they're flying in from Australia. They're flying in from Sweden. For some reason, a ton of people are flying in from Sweden, which I think is really funny. Um, So they're sort of flying in from all over the world uh, just to meet Peter. Um, which is so cool because, you know, Peter was was my guy growing up. 
You know, I was a guy that put on the Kiss makeup, you know, Peter's makeup when I was like seven. I used to sign Derek three. You know, I did all that stuff growing up. Yeah. And then, so, and, and the main expo day, which runs 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., um, will Peter be doing a Q&A there as well? No, he's just going to do exclusively um, uh, photos and autographs, so people can meet him throughout the day. And 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 just so everybody knows, because we hear these questions all the time, is yeah. there an additional charge for the autograph and photos with Peter above and beyond the expo ticket? Yeah, so those are a la carte. So, you okay. know, you can... Yeah, you can buy one autograph, you can buy a photo, you can do whatever you want. But but at the meet and greet experience the previous night, it's not a la carte. He's going to take photos with you. He will sign for you. Yeah, so so you get a certain number of autographs, you get um, a professional photo op, um, and obviously you get to meet him. Okay, all right. Anything that he won't sign? Uh, a couple things he won't sign. He won't sign... Um... The Monster Album. <laughs> yeah, monster album. Well, I think it's good. Yeah, it's good for people to know. No, this. no, seriously. I mean, again, oh. and we get these questions: Will he sign guitars? Will he sign, you know, a snare? Yeah, Will he do stuff like that? Because a lot of musicians don't sign instruments. Yeah, he won't sign because they're going to bring in some drum heads of 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 the the drum head that he endorses. Okay. So he won't sign those. He won't sign uh, nothing to lose, and he won't sign seal of the kiss. Okay. 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 But see, that's good for folks to know. So they don't bring those items, guys. If you're going, bring something other than that. There's a gazillion things to choose from, just not those items. And that's all on the website, too. Because, it, you know, like you guys said, everybody wants to know. So that's why we try to put as much information on the website as possible. So, you know, they don't get there and go, what? No one ever told me. Derek, Derek, the right. funny part is that it seems obvious to, like, go to the website and look at that stuff. But a lot of people don't. Yeah, they don't. That's how right. come we, that's how come, and you know what, this also goes a little farther to interviews and stuff. That's why we stop our guests sometimes, because we know some things are going to need clarification. That's one of them. That's one of them. Hey, while, while we're on the subject of clarification, another former KISS member is going to be there as well. You want to talk a little bit about that? Bruce Kulik, who is just like the sweetest guy on the planet. Yep. Um, you know, Bruce is... You know, it's it's amazing communicating with Bruce because he's so good at giving of his time, of making suggestions, of saying, you know, hey, you may want to think about this, you may want to think about that. Um, There's nobody he, who's done more expos than probably Bruce. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Um, and he's just been super, super cool. And so Bruce is going to come down. We're going to do, you know, Q&A, some, some questions with the audience. Um, then he'll be signing and, and, and you know, taking photos. Um, and, you know, Bruce has been great. In fact, Bruce was was instrumental in helping me connect directly with uh, Adam, who directed Detroit Rock City. Well, so let, who, let, let's, let, let me run through all of, because you got a pretty good lineup here. Um, in addition to Peter and Bruce, you've got David Donato and Eddie Korolnik. And Eddie was a past guest on Three Sides of the Coin. Eddie right. was um, White Tiger and Mark St. John's manager. David Donato was in White Tiger. So you've actually you got two people from White Tiger who are going to be special guests. I think that's a first for any KISS Expo. I think we have, may have more, too. So we may have Brian James. Um, and, you know, we reached wow. out to brother um, to see if he wants to come down. But Almost you know, a White I, Tiger reunion. A little bit of a White Tiger yeah. reunion. 
So anyway, cool. I mean, that hats off. That's cool. And you've got Ken Kelly, right? Um, big John Hart. He's uh, he's been you know rare to go to any sort of Kiss expos, right? So that's that's very cool. Then you've got um, Adam Rifkin, who's the director of Detroit Rock City, and Tim Sullivan, writer, producer, and director of Detroit Rock City. Um, Tim has been a past guest on this show. Um, he was out at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. We met him out there as well. Um, and they're going to do a screening of Detroit Rock City with a Q&A. So, and, and trust me when I say, I mean, these guys are not just movie people who did a Kiss movie. They're Kiss fans who did a feature movie about Kiss. So. Yeah, and I saw Tim's Tim's interview from the New Jersey Kiss Expo, and it was great. I mean, he had some great stories. Yep, yep. Good guy. Yeah. And then um, tribute band, you've got somebody else who was a guest, Pris. Pris. Um, and then Roman Fernandez, who is also a past guest on Three Sides. Who was we'll, a super, we'll be do- super nice, super yeah. nice. Super. Great stories. And then more guests and events to be announced. Anything you can announce now? Uh, nothing yet. Nothing yet. Come on. Come on. We want to get a scoop. <laughs> no, you know, the, the one thing I've learned in, in, in dealing with, you know, because I'm used to dealing with like film people and screenwriters and stuff like that, is that in the KISS world, everybody really wants to make sure that their schedule is wide open before you make any announcement. And right. so I'm trying to be very respectful of that and very careful of that. Oh, yeah. We're just giving you a hard time. No, I know. I know. It's, it's cool. Um, so where's this located? It's going to be at Raleigh Studios, which what, is where they Yeah, shot. what is it? What is Raleigh it's, Studios? It's an actual movie studio. It's a, it's a movie studio backlot. Oh, nice. And that so fun. Got sound stages. They've got theaters. Um, you know, I've done several events over there over the years. And okay. that Kiss, you know, shot the Hotter Than Hell album cover there. Um, I thought, well, that's kind of, you know, it's got a tie to history, which is cool, too. So but it's is, not, is yeah. it going to be in, in a number of locations in the studio, or are you just getting one soundstage, or one what? Soundstage, and then one big theater. Okay. Yeah. And that's, and what about, um, will there be food, drinks, all that kind of stuff? Food, drink, all that stuff will be available. There's plenty of parking um, on the lot and actually right across the street. Um, there are a lot of hotels. In fact, we just threw a bunch of hotels on the website. Um, and the hotels have been good at making arrangements. Like one of the hotels is giving our people like a 25% discount, um, that are coming to the expo. And so we're going to try to make it, you know, as easy as possible for people to, to be there, to have fun, to part. I mean, all the little things that are always a pain in the ass when you go to other, not KISS conventions, but just conventions in general, parking, food, water, you know, an ATM, things like that. All the little creature comforts that I think are really important when you're putting on. Derek, you and I, Derek, you and I talked about something. What would be the best airport to fly into? Because you said there's a lot of people. Because I'm, I'm, I'm still sitting on the fence. I may fly in. What is, what is the best airport closest and most convenient? You know, Hollywood is it's sort of in the middle of both LAX and Burbank. Uh, Burbank is definitely more convenient. Um, but distance-wise, I think they're pretty comparable. But Burbank is definitely a much easier airport. I, I, I can tell you from my experience of flying down to L.A. many, many times um, from San Francisco, go into Burbank. It's, yeah. it's, it's a much – it's like flying into Midway as opposed to O'Hare. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, well, that's a good example. I've been to both. Yeah, you know, it's a smaller airport. You can get in and out of the airport much faster. To get over to Hollywood, it's just a, a real short drive over the hill. Yeah. Um. No, no, no. I shouldn't say no, but very little traffic issues at the airport or getting out of the airport to go to Hollywood, as opposed to LAX. God's sake, you know, you anything can happen there, and you're stuck there for three hours just trying to get out of the airport. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, Burbank has flights coming in from all over the country. In fact, they used to fly, JetBlue used to fly out of Burbank nonstop to New York. Um, mm. It was great. Bur- Burbank's a big Southwest airport. Big so Southwest. So if, if you fly, if you're going to fly Southwest, fly into Burbank. Yeah. Much, yeah. much easier. Um, you mentioned that Raleigh Studios is where the Hotter Than Hell um, album cover was photographed. Yeah. Will the fans be able to see the actual location of that? If we can find it. I mean, you know, I know that they've built some new sound stages. In fact, people have asked me this about the Landmark Tour also, that if we're going to be able to get access into certain things. So I'm going to try to see, you know, for example, the Aquarius Theater. Um, I'm going to see if we can get in and maybe just walk on stage and take some photos. Um, It's really going to be, as we get closer, I'll know more about what we're going to have access to. And we also, I don't want to make access, try to get access to everything. Because first of all, some things don't even exist anymore. Um, You know, Casablanca Records is now, I think, a a film production company. Um, Tower Records is closed. But the buildings are still there. So, you know, whatever we can reasonably try to maybe access one or two things, um, you know, like I'd like to stop at the star on the Walk of Fame so people can take a photo. Um, and we'll probably and we're going to do a group photo with Peter. So we'll probably pick one of those landmarks to do the photo also. That's pretty cool. Hey, Derek, can I ask you, a, what's your KISS timeline? When did you become a fan? How did you get excited about KISS? You know, what what year was ground zero for you? Ground Zero was probably 76, 77. Um, you know, just a kid. And and I'm trying to think, what was it that I first tuned into? I know it was probably definitely Destroyer um, that I first tuned into. And then I got into the trading cards. And then my first show was uh, Kiss at the Forum in, in 79, you know, with the original band. And then I've probably seen something like, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 shows since then. Um and then really at their low point, um, you know, around 81, 82, my mom would drive me to Blue Meanie Records. We talked about this, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue Meanie Records. And Blue Meanie used to get the greatest stuff. I mean, I had just the, the most killer collection of, of uh, Picture Sleeve 45s and international stuff. And I loved collecting. I loved collecting. There was nothing more exciting than, you know, the guy would, and the guy would hold stuff for me a lot of times behind the counter because he knew that I was a big fan. And so he would either hold it for me or I'd go to the, the bin and look for stuff. And it was just so much fun. It was so exciting to collect stuff. If you were a Goldmine fan, you knew exactly what Blue Meanie was. Boy, that page yep. got a lot of rulers for me, man. I, they <laughs> always had great kiss stuff. That's <laughs> funny. We, we talked uh, earlier in the week. And when he said Blue Meanie, I'm like, oh, my God, that was like one of my go-to pages in Goldmine. Because Blue Meanie always had a page or two. And they had just a ton of kiss stuff. Well, it was amazing. When I was 16, I was in London. My dad was there in business. He brought me with me. And, you know, I just hopped on the tube. And because I heard that there was a record meet out like a half hour out of London. 
And so I go to like I go to the record meet and I come up with like the most amazing bootlegs that you <laughs> um and I come back with like 10 or 15 different things. So any opportunity that I have, like in New York, they had um I think it was called It's Only Rock and Roll. Yep. Yes, that was yeah. my favorite store in the whole world. Store. And all these places have closed over the years, which sucks because I think collectors we, you know, the way we collected, you used to be able to go to these different places and find things. I mean, they used to have a great record meet at the, the country club, uh, music club in Reseda, um, a month out of the, of the year. And you'd find great memorabilia, great records. So there was like a real joy in collecting. Well, Tommy cut his teeth on the record show circuit, man. I mean, that was yeah. where you found stuff, you know? Absolutely. And plus, too, just like you had said, you know, those stores have all closed and you can thank the Internet essentially for that. Absolutely. I mean, that pretty much destroyed everything. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, Andy, collects in New York and he said it's been at least a decade since he's found something that was a really cool deal just going into a store or anywhere because everyone just looks it up online. You know, what was cool about those stores was beyond maybe going in there to find something really amazing to purchase, even if you didn't have any money to purchase anything, like I would still go into It's Only Rock and Roll because it was like walking into a rock and roll museum. Oh, totally. Well, and, and Blue Meanie was great because he would look for stuff for me that was unusual. Like one of the, the coolest pieces I have is a gold record from Australia for I Was Made for Loving You. And the plaque is actually cut yeah, right. in the shape of Australia. Yep, that's I, cool. I've, I've yeah. been on one of those, I, and I didn't get it. I know exactly what you're talking. It's got the wood plaque. Yes. And it's like whatever gold of the of the country. Yep. And then, yeah, that is really cool. I, I actually been on one of those, and I didn't get it. But that's a cool piece. D- Derek, so um, back to the main expo day, one of the cool things that's always um, – a good draw for expos is is dealers because again you can go go look at these dealer tables and you may not buy anything but it's just like oh my god look at that collectible i've never seen it in person what kind of dealers what kind of other exhibitors do you have besides the special guests that are coming that's that's why i, I try to make dealer t- tables really cheap because i i really want a lot of dealers there because to, like you said to me that adds a lot to it and during the day it's cool just to go walk around and even if you don't buy anything to see what they have. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that the dealers start bringing, they bring a lot of, of the vintage stuff. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Spencer stuff. Spencer's I, crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to see the vintage stuff. I want to see the, 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 the real stuff. Um, and so, you know, I'm hoping that we're going to have at least, you know, 30, 40, 50 vendors. I will tell you one thing that's really cool about having it, and this is one of the reasons that I want to come out, tell you the truth, other than all the other cool stuff. The, the swinger East parties. Is... <laughs> <laughs> no, Liz Sorry. is staying home. Sorry. Um, you don't need Liz to swing. Coast, come on, Mark. The East Coast has been picked over by, you know, convention after convention after the convention, and I'm like, yep. Hey man, LA hasn't been picked over convention wise, not like the East Coast has. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you, th- you, th- you think so though? Seriously, you think so? You think yeah, so? Really okay, do. why do you feel that way? Because it seems I would. I I'm not saying you're wrong. It just seems like there'd be so many collectors there doing that as well. Well, here's the thing. A lot of the guys who 
I don't mean it in a derogatory way, are just too lazy to put things up on on eBay. Oh, have okay. all this stuff, and they're like, you know what? I'd rather go to Derek's convention, spend whatever hundred dollars on tables, and I've got ten thousand dollars worth of stuff. Right. They've just never been motivated to put it on eBay or want it. I tell you what, I've talked to some people who I still know that have stuff. They're like, I'm not dealing with the, the why should I, excuse me, have to pay PayPal? Why should I have to fucking pay eBay? Why should I have to risk getting bad feedback? Fuck it, I'll just go to a convention. Matter of fact, when at the last one that Peter's, I talked to half a dozen of those dealers that went, I'm here only because I want a big fuck you to, to uh, eBay and PayPal. Nice. I, See, I didn't everything. know any of this. Well, you know, for example, there's a guy that when I was co- really collecting 20, 25 years ago, um, exclusively br- sold Japanese stuff. So it was the, the picture single, the picture sleeve yeah. singles, the solo albums and whatnot. And he's talked about coming out and like because he still has, a, I guess, a great inventory of old Kiss stuff, um, the Japanese releases. And it, it makes total sense. You 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 pay 100, 125 bucks for a table, and like you said, you sell ten thousand dollars worth of stuff. It's win win for everybody. Right. Oh, absolutely. That's that's huge. I just it's it's just crazy to think that that's a possibility and that could still exist at least from because it's been so long. I'll give you another you great know? example. A lot of the people who were set up in in New York were the same people who set up that I've known for the last 25 years. And that's not a derived bad. I mean, that's a good thing. They're still into it. They're still selling. You don't have that on the West coast. There's no like regular, there was never any regular kiss conventions to go to. Right. How, how many dealers did they have at the uh, New Jersey expo? Um, a couple dozen. Okay. Yeah. More than that. Four, dozen, three, four dozen. Yeah, I'd say that's more accurate. But and keep in mind too, like Ross had a whole table to himself. Well, yeah, you, you know, know Peter had, had tape, multiple tables multiple to himself. Tables. Yeah, so I mean, if you want to add up tables, there's a lot of tables, man. There's a lot of tables, but actual dealers, I I was guessing two to three dozen dealers, maybe. I guess about three dozen. And good stuff, vintage stuff, or it was a mixture so, of everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could find everything from vintage to Spencer's crap to handmade stuff to you name it, which I think is great. I mean, that's what's good about a, a an expo that's got a good mix of dealers is you get a little bit of everything. Yeah, Eric Carter's sister was selling, was selling record awards there. I mean, you got everything from that to you know, like Mike said, handmade stuff. You know? But I'd love to to sort of recreate that that vibe that you got when you walked into, you know, one of the old record meets or or whatnot. Where because I remember walking into like the the record meet at the country club and seeing the Alive Two display, you know, the big one that they they put in the record stores. And the guy's like, well, you know, and what do you want for that? He's like, ah, eh, forty five bucks. And it's just like, oh shit, okay, you know. And I I, I mean, you're not gonna get forty five bucks now, but. Just that, that whole vibe, though, that feeling of the excitement of finding something that you've been looking for. Right. Oh, yeah. It's just that that just seems like it's it's so long ago. And if you can cre- you can recreate even part of that. Great. People will just have an outstanding time. And that's kind of how Peter's thing felt to me, at least, because I haven't been to record shows and I don't even know how long. And it's been 20 years since we were at a convention and it was it felt great. It was really cool. It was that unique type of experience. 
And if any dealer has a Coventry poster, I'm looking for a Coventry poster, like in good shape. Okay. It's funny because I have an original, and uh, later on, in the, <laughs> later Jesus. later on in the show, um, when they did the Japanese Kiss Expo, this, they did reprints of those. Uh, and they, were off of, they were they were reprinted off of Gene's original. So if you actually wanted one that's reprinted off of Gene's original, I believe you can still buy one. I want the real deal. Derek, looking back at your um, private guided tour, it talks about it's a very limited number. How many how many tickets are you selling for that? There are only going to be about 50 tickets for that. Okay. And do you have yet a full list that you can share of the various stops, attractions it's going to be? Again, it's on the website. Okay. There's a whole list on the website. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's Casablanca Records, it's the Aquarius Theater, it's um, the, I can't remember the name of the studio now, where they recorded Hotter Than Hell, um, the Playboy Building, where they did the rooftop uh, session, um, the Star on the Walk of Fame, Vincent Price's house, where Peter stayed when he was recording uh, the solo album. Are you going to go to Gene's house? No. <laughs> Unless Gene's inviting us in for some coffee. You mean Peter wouldn't want to drive by Gene's house? And... I, you know, stranger things have happened, but I don't see that happening. And then Gene will want a cut of everything, too. Yeah, that's my house. I want a cut for the stop here. <laughs> so it's, it's a cool list. I mean, it's just, like you said earlier, that people really don't associate L.A. with a lot of history. Um but there, there's a fair amount of cool stuff that did happen here. You know, was, uh, the Century Plaza Hotel, where, yep. you know, Casablanca Records had... Their um, coming out party, basically. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's be clear. There's a huge amount of his historical places in L.A. What I was saying was, if you think about, just to, just to say, where would you want to go see a Kiss historical tour? Well, New York's the obvious one. That, right. that, I guess that's what I'm saying. I, you yeah, know, I and, certainly and, and, don't want anyone thinking, Mark. What do you mean? There's a million in LA. I, I know there is. Right. But if you were to if you were to pick one town, it's not LA. The one town is obviously New York. And and you know, and I would kind of describe it as New York is where you get the tour of a lot of the birthplaces in history. The first right. this, the uh, first that, the first. LA is going to be. Once Kiss was signed, had a record deal, and was successful, right? Much of their history was then happening out in L.A. because that's where their label was. Um, you know, I've I've thought, and you know, hand, hats off to you for doing this. Um, this guided tour is something somebody should have done a long time ago. My yeah. first thought was do it in New York, but just do it somewhere. There are so many historical landmarks that you could fill up an afternoon driving some people in a bus, right. taking them. Because, I, I, you know, I, I'm sure, Mark, you and Tommy get this, too. It's like, especially when people are going to New York, I can't tell you. When I, what's the address of the Dress to Kill corner? What's the address of... Where's the Coventry located? Where's uh, the loft located? It's like, oh, my God, yep. would somebody put together a KISS star map? Over the years, I've had, 
Oh, I was going to say, over the years, people have physically called me and, and emailed me, how do I get to Cobo Hall? I, right. You know, I get because I'm in Detroit. I, that happens, that, I bet you, once a year, sometimes more. Yeah. It's from fans. I, you know, I, I'm going to be in, in Michigan. How do I, I want to see, you know, Cobo Hall. Is there any chance that this um, guided tour, you're going to um, videotape it and release a video of it after the fact? No, but I'm sure, you know, people are going to be, you know, videotaping on their phone and throwing it on YouTube. And, you know, that's why it's, it's really just we're, we're going to have a really fun time with it. Um, you know, it's going to be casual. We're going to get on, we're gonna get on the, the, the bus. We're going to serve some coffee, coffee and croissants and, you know, let Peter tell his stories. And it's just going to be really sort of chill and relax. And the whole idea is to have a fun time and now, what is the cost for the meet and greet like that? The tour. The meet. The tour is one seventy five. Okay, and the meet and greet at like the show, you have an extra price beyond your admission. Your admission is again how much? It's fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Okay, great. I mean, all of it sounds reasonable to spend time with Peter like that and go through all of the the guided tour. I mean, that's. I just that keep sounds ima- fantastic. T- tell me if my imagination is wrong here, but the guided tour is Peter going to be standing up in front of a bus with a microphone going, eh, coming down here on the right, if you look, you'll... <laughs> is that what it's going to be? I think the way we're going to do it is is I'll probably do that stuff, and then when we stop, Peter will stop, and, and, and he'll be at the front of the bus, and he'll be telling the stories about the location. That so, is just such a cool... Ex- that is such a cool experience. Brilliant. I think it's brilliant. You know, uh, that sounds like so much fun. You got to thank Peter and Gigi because they they are so into it and they are so into like giving the fans that experience. Um, and you know to be able to do it with them to me, you know, for me to be able to sit at the front of a bus with Peter, Chris, and go to these landmarks is fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, kudos to them for you know being into it and uh, you know coming up with the idea. Yeah. So funny when, when, when I first talked to Derek, that was the first thing I asked him. Like. Did you come up with, like, how did you get him to agree with that? And, like, he just told everybody there. He's like, Peter and Gigi thought it would be you know, a great thing. And I, I think that's awesome. I mean, I can't imagine a more fun thing to do this-wise. Derek, Derek, are you prepared to have a caravan of KISS fans following this bus? I never thought about that. That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. That's- I mean, if the bus is leaving one location, I got to imagine there's going to be some KISS fans who are like, let's get in a car. Let's go rent a car and follow them. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's you know i i, I think the whole weekend is going to be a lot of fun and i think like even on saturday um you know it's it's been really important to to peter that that he gets the time to you know when somebody comes up to him you know if they haven't met him their whole life it's a big deal i mean the first time i met peter um he was playing with balls of fire of all things mm. um and i met him outside the the palace theater and i was so excited and he was so cool. I mean, he took the time to take photos and sign things for me. Um, I mean, I've never had a bad experience, not on wood, I've never had a bad experience meeting a member of KISS. That's great. Yeah. This is, this is, this is very cool. I mean, uh, you know, good for you for trying to put this on in LA. Not, not an easy market. Um, right. But, uh, you know. This is this is exciting to see, and it's exciting to see you've taken it beyond just a one-day event of cram everybody into a ballroom and hang out for ten hours. 
Yeah, I want it to. I want it to be more experiential. I mean, I, that's that's exactly you, you nailed it on the head. That it, I just didn't want it to be a ballroom where everybody hangs out. It's like I wanted to sort of have stuff going on throughout the day and bring in different people that you know, like the guys in White Tiger. So many people didn't get to see White Tiger or know anything about it. Um, and you know, I remember going to see those White Tiger shows um, back you, when they were. Doing- you're a big Kiss fan. You met Peter and Balls of Fire. You've seen White Tiger. Holy crap! Oh, totally. I'm I, impressed. Yeah, you know, when Vinny's album came out, I remember going to the the, the they were doing a, a record, not a new record store. They were doing an appearance at some club. I went to the club like five hours early because I wanted to be first in line and get autographs. And, and I, I love that stuff. I mean, this is what I grew up. Was 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 That's Vinny awesome. was Vinny as pretty in person as he was on the album? Prettier, <laughs> even prettier. I like Derek. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a semi. <laughs> all right, all right. So Derek, Derek, we got. I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Yeah. Topic came up. Special guest. Did Vinny Vincent save Kiss? No. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh. Derek is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> was he was he really instrumental and helpful? Absolutely. That's but, like saving. No, 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 he did not save Kiss. That's all we need no. to know. Yep. <laughs> Rock and roll hell, and I go. That was one of my favorite songs off of Creatures, and it's like. You know, I didn't remember who I remember Gene wrote. I didn't remember who he co-wrote it with. And I went and looked, and it was, you know, Brian Adams and Jim Valance. I go, okay, it wasn't Vinny. And I actually thought about that question because I know you guys talk about it all the time about did Vinny save Kiss? And I go, nah, you know, he was definitely instrumental and an amazing player, but, you know. He didn't. He didn't. Look at the time. Mark, Mark, you got to put a watch on when you do that. Yeah. I'll just use my sundial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, he, was, he was given such a great opportunity. And he could have done so much with that band. Mm-hmm. That yeah, he, he, he ruined his whole life. I mean, there's we've gone over this. I mean, this is this is dead horse beating it. But yeah, he, if he would have kept his nose clean and his mind straight. Yeah. He, he, he could be still be living off kisses. Honest to God, too, I, had he not been a, a jack-off, he probably would have contributed a whole lot more and made a whole lot more money. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's not that they didn't want him. <laughs> you don't let somebody write eight of the ten songs on your, if you want to, you know, yeah, mo- one of your most important albums and not give a shit about him, you know, or not think he's that talented. And I'll say this, I've said this a million times, you know, on the last record, the live album they just released from Vegas, look who's, look He's, he's got three songwriting credits on that. Amazing songwriter. Mm-hmm. Amazing songwriter. And I, I like the first Invasion album. And I actually like Fleischman better than, than Mark Slaughter on it. Hmm. Those songs. And any chance you're going to have anybody from the Invasion family as special guests? You know, I tried to get Dana, because I thought Dana Strum would be a really interesting guest. Um he's never been. He, he needs never, to do a. He needs, he's never been to a Kiss convention. He's staying with Vince Neil that day. How about Mark Slaughter? I haven't reached out to, to Mark yet. I haven't reached out to Mark. And I used to do, you know, again back in the day, I used to do a lot of stuff with, uh, with invasion with photos and and all that stuff. And I mean, Mark Slaughter was an absolute sweetheart too. 
Oh, he's Bruce, su- super nice. He was guy. a great one of he, his 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 show with us is our most listened to episode ever. Um, super insane, nice guy. Dude. How many thousands? Yeah. Was I, I think he's like sixty-five or seventy thousand just on YouTube alone. So super nice hey, guy. Great stories. Hey, before we but, go ahead, go ahead. And I do have the distinction of um, I was at opening night of the Hot in the Shade tour. And um, you know, a couple of days before, so you know, did the dress rehearsal and whatnot. And then when um, Slaughter played their very first show in Lubbock, I videotaped the entire thing from the pit. So I've seen it in a couple places, but uh, that that was my video that I took in the photo pit. Very cool. Yeah. Hey, Derek, before you leave us, I I thought you you were describing what you do for a living, and I I found it fascinating. Could you share what you do uh, uh, with uh, with the Three Sides uh, family here? Yeah, I, I put on seminars, workshops, expos, conferences for the TV film industry. So if people want to know about filmmaking or they want to learn about TV writing or screenwriting, you know, we get like top names, top writers on, on different shows or top screenwriters. Um, and we do anywhere from a couple hours to up to three days of intensive where people learn sort of the craft on how to do these things. So is it something that's, that's geared more for people who want to learn and who are in the business as opposed to the consumers, the fans who watch the shows? It depends. I mean, probably 80% of what I do is, yeah, it's more geared towards the craft. Um, but more and more, I'm sort of doing the celebrity thing. Like um, the inside you, the studio type of thing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where we, we sit down with the writers and we actually show, you know, an episode they wrote and we talk about it or we screen a movie that they wrote and we talk about it. Fascinating. That's cool that's, stuff. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's going to be really cool because that's what Adam and um, Tim are doing, right? You're going to show the movie and talk about talk about that at the expo. Yeah, see, that's that's uh, my comfort level is there because I, I, you know, I understand what those guys do and whatnot. So it's going to be it, it's an interesting expo because it sort of combines my two favorite things, you know, because I love working and I love doing stuff. I love doing things, and of course, you know, I love Kiss. And so being able to do both, I'm totally like a 12-year-old fanboy when I respond to like people by email because um, it's just so much fun to talk to people and they're so excited about it. Have, have, you, have you thought I, about I, I, anything Kiss Meets the Phantom related for the expo? No. That's an interesting idea, though. I mean, I got to imagine you could find somebody out in L.A. who was related to that. If I could find the guys in the white furry outfits. <laughs> there you go. Find Wait a the Those black ace. The black. <laughs> Does Black Ace have a name? That's actually pretty funny. Uh, I don't actually, know. He's, he's a stunt double, so it's probably in the credits somewhere. No, the guy to get would be Anthony Zerb. Oh, he won't touch it. He doesn't even put it in his uh, bio. No. <laughs> Seriously, it's not even in his bio. Oh, see, now you, now you got me thinking. Yeah, sorry. I mean, to, to me, this is just, you're in L.A. Right. Those are the things that you know because you don't have, maybe the the person doesn't need to fly out anywhere it's like yeah just come on in for spend an hour with us and talk about that you're the person that did blah 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 and you know those are just the the things that no other expo has done well and I, it would be great if we could go to magic mountain on the tour but it's so far out of the way because i did think right. about that that it would be actually cool if people saw you know colossus where gene simmons stood you know isn't in that the been closed is the, the roller coaster? Yeah, has Colossus been closed or being remodeled or something? Remodeled. Okay. Yeah. 
I think it's being remodeled. Yeah, that. Uh, either way, it sounds like you got yourself one cool idea already. You oh, know, yeah, so I, anything I mean, else you add is icing on the cake. This is going to be an expo like no other. It just sounds totally cool, man. I, I, I just I can tell by your passion for it. This thing's going to be huge. So, uh, man, it just sounds like fun. So go over the details again for us, Derek. Let us know when it is, where it is, how people get tickets and information, your website, all that good stuff. So the main LA Kiss Expo is uh, Saturday, January 28th. Um, runs from 9 a.m. Or I'm sorry, from, from 10 a.m. till 9 p.m. Um, it's 50 bucks. Then there's the Peter Chris Meet and Greet Experience on the Friday, the day before. Um, that runs from about 3 to 9. And then we have the Kiss Landmark Tour on Sunday from noon to 2. Um, that's the 29th. And all the information is at lakissexpo.com. Perfect. Awesome. Any final thoughts, guys? Questions? No, or? this is just, yeah, I, 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 you know, we've talked, I think, before Mark joined the show, didn't we do a uh, Kiss Expo episode, Tommy, where we were like, you know, expos have gotten old and stale and it's just a garage sale and people need to yeah. think outside the box and start doing things different and uh, you know, this is it. This is this is doing some cool Kudos stuff. Kudos to you, dude. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, no, we're just going to keep keep building it and keep having some fun. And really, the whole day is about having fun. Because if you don't have fun, it's not worth it. Right. Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, I tell you what, um, the only thing that's keeping me is uh, it's a pretty expensive plane ticket out there. But uh, um, I'm, it's a I'm business expense, Mark. It's a business expense. <laughs> you know, you can yeah. write it off as part of three sides of the coin. Yeah, utility work. Flying to L.A. to go visit Kista. So. That's fun. <laughs> Derek, but, thanks uh, so much for joining us, man. This was, this was, this was awesome. Thank you, thank you. If you, need, if you need to put out the word on anything, please give one of us a call or you know send us a text or an email. We will help you 100%, man. We, yeah. we, want, we want this thing to be uh, way above even expectations. So. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Derek. Take care. Take three sides of the coin with you anywhere. Download your five-star rated free smartphone app today and listen on your Android or Apple smartphone. Visit android.threesidesofthecoin.com or ios.threesidesofthecoin.com. I wonder if we could do like a private guided tour of Detroit and have Mark up in front of a van with a microphone. That'd be cool. Yeah, we we could drive up to Cadillac. See Cobo Hall. See Cobo Hall, where it used to be. Mark's famous house. Oh, I tell you what, I've had uh, I've had more than a few people uh, show up that were family friends or whatever. Like, is, is, this is the Kiss House, right? <laughs> <laughs> We, we, I wonder what what does it look like on on Google Earth? What does Mark's house look like? Does it say like "Kiss on the roof"? Does he have Kiss shingles? No, no. No, really. I have a very nice house. It's uh, you know, nice nice suburb. Nice suburb. Dude, your internet me. connection is getting worse as the day goes on here. Is it wind, is it windy in Detroit right now? It, yes, it's windy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. If you could have purchased the boots on the outside of the Kiss Coffee House, would you put them out front of your house? 
I was actually emailed about them, and I said, "There's just no way." I ended. I think they ended up just throwing them away. No, I think somebody did purchase them. I, I actually was contacted about them, and I'm because like, I was thinking that'd be cool on the top of your building at work. <laughs> I would go over. Like, I have enough problems with the freaking zoning a-holes. That's the last thing I need. Yeah. Well, they might be KISS fans, though. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-uh. So, anyway, Derek Derek was a fun conversation. Guy's, yeah, a, right. guy's, a, nice guy. guy's a big KISS fan. Mm-hmm. And Peter in Balls of Fire yeah, saw White, White, White Tiger in concert. I well, I think it's, and it's great that he's trying to do something different. You know, I just, that's awesome. He's trying to do something different because he's a Kiss fan. I mean, that's that's the cool thing here. It's not like somebody who's just like, oh, I think there's an opportunity to make some money. We're going to put together a Kiss Expo, and they're not fans. It's like he just happens to have a lot of experience putting on events, but he's doing this because he's a fan. And that's always, always the best. the best outcomes come from things that are put on by fans because they just want to do it. I think the only, you know, the only downside is L.A. has so much going on. You know what I mean? I, I hope I hope that, uh, you know, the Kiss Army gets the word out, you know, out there and, uh, and shows up in support. Because uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's not been a, a hotbed of Kiss activity. You know what I mean? Um, over the years. It's just, it's it's a tough, you know, we've talked about it in past episodes. L.A. is a tough market. There's just so much competition for your attention on any given day of the week of what to go do, who to go see that, you know, no no disrespect to Indianapolis, but when there's a Kiss Expo in Indianapolis, there's probably not a lot else to do that night. Well, you know, also, too, I, I, I don't think you get bombarded with as many things to do as, you know, even in here in Detroit and LA. I mean, I, I can just imagine the information overload. Yeah. Activities galore that you can do. I think it's also pretty cool that he's holding the whole expo at a movie studio and the studio yeah. that, that kiss shot hotter than hell's album cover at. That's pretty, that's a cool little tidbit. Look, the whole way he's doing it, I think, is awesome. I, I, I think it's a great idea. Like I said, I just hope that uh, the KISS fans cut through the white noise, if you know what I mean, to, yeah. to, to get out there. And um, who knows? There may, may even be three more surprise guests. We'll, uh, we'll, see. we'll, see, we'll see what we can do. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if, you want, if you want more stuff like this KISS, Kiss Expo to happen, you got to go out and support the event. That's just all it comes down to. If nobody shows up. He's not going to do it again, and nobody else is going to do one again. So he's definitely got a very cool mixture of guests lined up, for sure. He really does. He really does. Should be interesting. So homework. What? What's one of the most interesting things to you about the expo that they, he shared so far? Okay, and here's a second one. Another week has gone by. When is Mark going to send Tommy his book? We're at what, day seven, book held hostage? <laughs> Will Tommy get the book before Christmas, Christmas, before New Year's, 
before <laughs> Valentine's Day. We should do an over-under. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy, well, you know what we this. could do is... You know I got could, a better... Huh. I was going to say, you know what we could do as a contest? You've got some prizes we've got to give away. Yes, I do. That would be... Well, yeah. Whoever Let's... picks the date closest, date and time. Well, no, the time's too hard. Right, just date. because. Because like, what we could do is we could set up a chart with a calendar. And there's only one person a day that can choose it, you know, but you can't have someone call up and say they want, you know, this whole week. So it can only be, you know what I mean? One person at a time because we want as many people do to you, enter do you want, as You possible. want to do that as a contest? You're in charge I, of it. Hold on. I, hold on. I, look, just, and, just and, so and, you, and you can't. And, and if you're entering the contest, you can't be Mark's friend calling him up to rig it. <laughs> right right here right thanks mark just got back in town poster looks great have a good night i said i threw in an extra poster too he said i much appreciate it because the guy bought something off look i if if i'm doing business i'm really good at stuff sending stuff out it's like when i get something Tommy, I'm like, i told you paypal mark like 20 bucks 50 man, bucks no. now there's money tied to it when mark sends it to you he can just send the money back I, I want to show you something. I want, what, okay. On. Well, I can tell you this for sure, though. I'm going to get the book well before the Lions ever win a Super Bowl. Ah, that year. You got that. Hold on. So, I want to show you something. I'm going to walk. Okay. Keep mine. I'm you going to show us where the book is? Yes. You're going to show Hold us on. that it's actually in a package addressed to Tommy. <laughs> Postage on it. I hope all you guys out there enjoy watching us bust his balls as much as we enjoy busting his balls. <laughs> I just love it. So next week we're going to do a last week, last week after the show. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to put it in my computer bag and I'll mail it from work. So this is, like I said, this, this isn't, this isn't a bit last week. I put it in my computer bag. So I would remember to mail it next week. And it's in my computer bag at work for a week. (laughs) <laughs> no, I have a feeling I'm going to get it now because I've got something I'm going to send my Mark. And oh my God! So I did. I did at least get it out of the basement last week. So <laughs> that's a, that's a big accomplishment. You want credit for that? <laughs> Jesus! Oh Lord! No, I, dude, I, I at least I took did. a piss. Well, congratulations. <laughs> But you know, I don't know if that's going to work for that. But we do have we do have those to give away. And I was thinking about that actually today. We have um, several uh, eleven and a half by fourteen signed pictures uh, autographed by Eric, Bruce, and Ace that we want to give away to you guys. They were all kind enough to sign. Uh, several for our show to give away, but we just haven't come up with a really good contest. Tommy, that you would come be up fair. with the contest. Okay. What else do you do for this show? You read two comments a week. Come up with one yeah. guest a year. That's a lot, man. <laughs> He's exhausted. What's going on? What do you want? You know? <laughs> I'm busy. Quit bothering me. So yeah, we got. I'll come up with something because I want it to be fair and amicable for everybody. And I think what we should do is we should separate it by fans, meaning that if 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 you want the autograph Bruce picture, we want you to 
do something specifically about that. You know what I mean? So that everybody gets the one that they hope they'll get. We'll see what happens. What happens first? Does Tommy come up with a contest or does Mark mail the book? Which happens first? Keep in mind the books in the comic, the books in the computer bag. (laughs) It's been there for a week. Big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I'll think about it. I'll come up with something. Oh, God. We couldn't plan this stuff if we wanted to. I wish we could. (laughs) We'd be making a fortune. Uh, All right, can we go home now? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I gave our homework. Next week, I won't be here. Sorry, guys. It's the most wonderful time time of the year. Watch that show is just gonna bomb. Well, because you'll you'll do it like any other time when you're not on. You you end up trying to tank it by not putting it up everywhere. Yeah, like I've ever done that. Tommy, we know. We know. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, it's gonna be epic. It's gonna be freaking epic. Just Mark, don't let Tommy find a guest for next week's show. I mean, you'll end up with somebody like Will. Hey, I, I'm sure our uh, our wondrous weather girl will be uh, joining us next week. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, she can. We'll have to we'll have to ask her. We'll have to reach out, see what reach she's out, got. Touch somebody. All right, all right. That's it. Three sides of the coin. We're out of here. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and Shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. For interviews and media inquiries, contact Izzy at izzypresleyproductions.com. Download your free free copy of the KISS School of Marketing. 11 Lessons I Learned Working with KISS. The number one downloaded business book on Noise Trade. Go to books.noisetrade.com slash Michael Brandvold. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Love the show. Go to iTunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.